You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Yo, welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. It's draft day, boys. In your wishbone. Welcome back to Huddle Up a Football Podcast. It is draft day. This is a Thursday podcast. Recorded on a Wednesday. So recording this just before the draft begins. Today we're going to do our best case and worst case scenarios uh, for 10 players in the draft. All of these players are going to be players that we've happened to have talked about over the last several weeks. We've got tight ends, quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs a little bit of everybody is represented here in this list. I'm excited about that. Uh, before we dig into that, though, Aaron Rodgers is a Jet, officially. Mm-hmm. We didn't really talk much about that. I don't know that we need to. Like, I feel like we're going to get plenty of that everywhere else. But I guess, should we... I feel like the Jets are now the favorite in the... Maybe in the AFC. I'm thinking the Chiefs, the Gee, Jets, the, the Bills. I mean... The the Jets are. Playing. I don't even think they're the third place in their. I mean, or second place in their own division. You don't think so? No, I think the Dolphins are going to be a really strong team if Tua stays healthy, and then the Bills are still there. So it's 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 just the fact that it's the AFC. The Bills are the still NFC. there. Yeah, I was I was kind of rattling through some teams. I I named the Chiefs, uh, the Bills. I'm trying to think of other AFC teams. You think the Dolphins? I don't disagree with you, but right right now, FanDuel's got the Jets second to win the AFC East behind the Bills at plus two fifty, and Miami just behind them at plus two ninety. Yeah, they're thinking the same thing you are. That makes sense. But the Bill, the Dolphins are behind the Jets. Yes, correct, correct. Yeah, now I think for it's a- maybe the recency biased. They're just pumped. I don't think so, man. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Well, I think the defense of the Jets is is something to. It's elite. Defense, the defense of the Jets is probably better than the Bills. They probably have the best defense in the division, for sure. That's why I think they're going to win the division. They, they well I, I think it'll be them or the Bills. Um, their Jets are fourth favorite and uh, AFC Championship winner. So that's big. There you go. I had them. I was thinking three or four. Right. I wasn't trying to say the best team. I was trying to put them up with some of those other other players. I think that's possible. I think they they're gonna they're playoff team officially. Unless something really fucking crazy happens. I would think. I would think. Um, let's see. Any other news? Let's see. Do we, do we want to start all this with some CJ Stroud conversation? Yeah. I'm down with that. Daniel, before we do that, you want to anything else? You want to talk about mm-hmm. Lamar, your boy? Uh, there's nothing really to talk about except that he still doesn't have a team. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Okay. Yeah. CJ Stroud. We both, all of us before the show, talked about how there was a quote that we saw today, and I didn't see a lot of television today, but what little I did see happened to be C.J. Stroud saying that he's not a test taker. What did you see, guys? What did you see? So he's referring to that S2 test I mentioned in the quarterback rankings last week. Um, the report is he scored in the 18th percentile. Of, I don't know if that's quarterbacks or athletes that come in the NFL draft, but I scored. I thought he scored an eighteen percent. So I've so heard 18th that percentile is eighteen out of a hundred. So well, yeah, it could be that. It could be percentile. So he's scored better than eighteen percent of all the prospects, which is still not good. No, it's horrible. <laughs> and there, there, there was some speculation that maybe these numbers were false or inaccurate, and I think the company came out and said. These scores could be inaccurate, but back to the quote Tony was referencing, he never denied that score. He just said, I'm not a test taker, and the team's making the picks know what I'm capable of. So he never denied the 18%, which I think is big. So I think that means it's real. And if that's the case, I think he could make a substantial slide tomorrow night, tonight in the draft. Because the, the word on the street is anybody who scored bad on this test, I've heard it could be 80% or less, that those players have never been successful at the quarterback position. 
And I, I mean, really only I have data for what, seven years, but I mean, over time, that's, you know, that's a bigger chunk of info than you really think it is. And I don't know how many of these teams do that test. I, I've heard it's maybe half. There's a lot, you know, it's a lot of hearsay here, but if that score is real and everybody has that data, I can see him falling real far. And I think it turns into, and we can slide this into the next conversation, his best landing spot and all that. But at what point, you know, is it the middle of the first round, late in the, you know, late in like the top 10, where did, where's the value there for his, what, you know, what he showed on tape, where does it level out with the risk you take with the fact that nobody with a score like that has ever been successful? And I guess if you want to start, Daniel, where, where do you think a good landing spot would be? And maybe how far do you think he could fall? Do you think he'll fall at all? Cause he was your number one quarterback. Yeah. I, I still just, we hear a lot of this buzz around this time and I still feel like he's not going to fall in the top five, especially with all the teams needing a quarterback. Um, look at the Colts. If the Colts are sitting there at four, and C.J. Stroud's still on the board. I mean, the fans are going to be Ugh. going wild for him. Ugh. Would you Ugh. rather have him or Will Levis? Will Levis. At this point, I'd rather have Will Levis. I think you guys are in the minority on that, to be honest. So, j- just to be – are you guys aware of kind of what this test involves? Y- yeah, I've seen examples. So, it'd be like if you you were at a party with you and four buddies, and there's a big crowd, and four of your buddies – left you and went into the crowd and this test is similar and you're supposed to be able to track where your four buddies are within that crowd in that crowd of people, which is similar to like what you'd be doing with your wide receivers going out wide. You need to know what's happening here and here and be able to process that. So, and he's going from having the best weapons in college football, four or five first round picks playing the wide receiver position to where he can make one or two reads and he knows one of his two guys is going to be open. Now he's going to the NFL where the speeds doubled and you're not going to have a big advantage like that. I, th- I think it's something to consider. For me, the test itself was concerning. Like you said, though, there's only been about seven years of the test. We don't know how, how accurate that, that, that really is. Right. For fuck's sake. There's just not enough history there to put that much stock into it. <clears throat> now, having said that, it's something to pay attention to. Now, for me, I'm all about how many coincidences are happening. Because if like a bunch of things all line up, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck and it waddles a certain way, it's probably a duck, right? Now, with Stroud, he's one of the few quarterbacks of this group. I think he's the only quarterback in this group that wasn't calling plays. The entire team looked over to the offensive coordinator to get their play. Onto the field they went. So he, he's not making those. He, he doesn't have a history of running the show. He scores poorly on the test. All of that aside, for me, the bigger red flag, the indicator is, what do you do? You know, this is going to be the spokesman of your team. When you're taking this guy, second, third, fourth pick, this guy is going to be at the podium accountable for what went well and what went wrong. In my opinion, I want to see a quarterback who's, who's about to become the face of a franchise to run into the fire on these things. You know what, dude? You're right. I, I bombed the test. Uh, maybe I was a little nervous, but these guys know who I am. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to prove it wrong. That test, you know, I'm ready to prove that test doesn't mean anything at all. Like, that's a, that's a direction that I would like to see him go. Not, hey, I'm a bad test taker. I'm just a baller. I don't have to. He said he doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. C.J. Stroud. This is a public service announcement to C.J. Stroud. You are in the NFL draft, and your entire fucking job the last, like, six weeks was to prove yourself to 32 teams. Like, that's your only purpose of existence. So I know he didn't – I don't think he meant it that way. I know he meant, like – I know he was trying to say it positively, but, dude, you can't talk about that. The reporter probably asked, like, what's your response to those reports? I don't have to prove anything to anybody. That's not true. Like that's just so, so blatantly not true. Not in that context. My, my question as a coach is, okay, I, I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to send you home with this playbook tomorrow, and we're going to have a test on it tomorrow. Are you going to bomb that test? Good point. Good point. And the reason I think he slides is because I'm sure coaches have had time. The coaches in front offices have had time to talk to him about this. I'm sure that this, this stuff has happened. 
I think he's going to slide. I would not draft him with the second pick. Or the third. I wouldn't either. I mean, I think this was the perfect response. You score horribly on the test. Everyone's picking you apart. How do you respond? Because another part of that was, hey, I show my ability on the field. And what I showed on the field is elite. And I feel like I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. The day I step on that field, I have to have that confidence in myself. And that's just who I am as a player. Like that was another part of his answer. Like if I scored horribly on the test and I was supposed to be a top, you know, three to five pick, that's exactly how I would respond too. like, Hey, look guys, I know I did horrible on the test. I get it. But I also can prove myself on the field and I've done it before. And he talks about Ohio state and it's like, you got to have a certain smartness and a certain, like what you were talking about, Tony with Justin Jefferson, Jamar chase, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you're not going to have Tony Dyer at quarterback. The guy has to you're be right. at a certain you're level right. to play there. And so, and that's what he said. You're you know, right. I play quarterback at Ohio State. you got to have a certain smartness to play at Ohio State. So I honestly didn't mind the response. Personally. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And it, to me, in my mind, it hurt him more than it helped him. It may have. Where's, I, the, best, where's the best place for him to land, Daniel? I think the Colts, honestly. <laughs> I, think, I think it is the Colts. I, he's the prototypical size. I think he, he comes in the clutch. He's got so many. We talked about his, his, his pros and his cons, and he had a lot more pros than cons. And I think that's what the Colts need. Um, the Colts also need a leader, which is the variable that we don't know that he has. Doesn't. Yeah, so... I. I, I just feel like uh, as far as overall talent-wise, when you're looking on the field talent and outside of the raw capability of a- Anthony Richardson, I think the Colts, uh, the majority of the Colts fans, I know you guys are not on board with that, but would be would be thrilled with C.J. Stroud at four. I, obviously, I don't like that. I don't, I don't want yeah. him. I don't want anything to do with him. I don't. The way, the way he talks in his interviews, like, he doesn't come off to me as a guy that I want to be friends with. Like, he kind of seems like a doucher a little bit, um, which is concerning to me. Like, you need to be able to lead a football team, right? I watched uh, – have you guys ever watched Draft Day, the movie? No. Yeah, with uh, Kevin Costner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, watched it that, recently, actually. Uh, yeah, I watched it last night. I was like, man, I'm hyped up. <laughs> so I watched it last night, and uh, – the, the star in that, the number one player in that movie is a quarterback, and they find out that none of his teammates showed up to his birthday party, and there's a playbook issue during the combine. He didn't read the whole playbook. Blah, Are you blah, describing blah. Russell Wilson right now? But yeah, yeah. Bo, Bo what's his name? Bo, uh, Bo Callahan. Bo Callahan. Bo Callahan. But yeah, I feel like it's a similar situation to that. I don't know. For me, he's just... I don't know. He doesn't seem like a good leader. For me, if I'm looking at the board, you know, there's been a lot of rumors about maybe the Titans might be interested in quarterback, which it's a good time for him to do it. I, Tannehill's at the tail end of his contract. Um, if he slides, Titans are sitting down there at 11. Maybe they trade up a couple spots with the Bears. The Bears get more draft capital, so maybe at nine. Uh, I can see the Titans grabbing him, and at that point, you know, if let's say the Texans pull the trigger on Levis and Anthony Richardson falls to the Colts, you know, the rest of your division got an upgrade. And at that point, I feel like as the Titans, you know, the guy who is supposed to be the the top or the second, you know, in that top tier prospects for the quarterback position, he's here. Yeah, we've got the test concerns, but I feel like, you know, we can overcome that. And we liked what he said in the, in the room when we talked to him. I feel like that's the point where the the traits on the field can maybe overcome that test result. And it could be that, you know, there's a team before them that doesn't give a shit about that test. They just throw that. They don't even know what the results are. They don't care to have them, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I feel like the Titans sitting down there is a good spot for him to land, especially if he slides a little bit. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of talent there. He's very accurate. Um, There's, I think there's some other issues on the field, but overall just really good QB prospect, the size and everything. So at 11, I think that's good value. So I agree that 11 would be insane. It'd be great value. I don't, 
And now that I look at these teams between 1 and 11, I don't see them sliding that far. Uh, a lot of quarterback-needy teams in there. I think the best-case scenario for Stroud now, this is a guy I've kind of come, like I've done a 180 on, because coming out of the combine, he was my favorite player. So I will say that watching him play was exciting. I'm very concerned about some of the mental stuff, the leadership ability. I look at the Titans and I agree with you. I like the Titans as the best fit. They've got a guy there, Ryan Tannehill, who's serviceable for a year. Stroud is a guy who can play probably at the same level of Tannehill, but maybe could benefit well from coming into the system from the end of the NFL. He's a guy I want to see sit for a year. And then maybe, like Corey said, we can get some of these testing issues behind him, get some of that stuff out of the way, and have a fully matured, ready-to-go C.J. Stroud on the field as Ryan Tannehill is ultimately traded or released or his contract expires. I don't know what his situation is, but I know it's coming up. Uh, that would give a clear timeline. It would give Tannehill motivation to perform, and it would give Stroud uh, an opportunity to learn. I like the Titans. I don't think it happens at 11. I think if he ends up at the Titans... That's a trade-up situation. I, I like nine there. I think nine is a good spot. Like, I can see the Bears just gobbling up more capital. Just gobbling it up. Hey, I was just looking at the board. Interesting spot is Packers at 13, if he slides that far. You know, we don't – they say Jordan Love's ready to start, but if they're, you know, inside the building, not completely sold, hey, bring in C.J. Stroud. Let's make these guys compete. Let's see who wants it more, who can lead better. Yeah. And they can they can go there as well. As far as a bad landing spot, yeah, what's I mean, the worst spot? I don't know. It's 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 hard. I mean, like a non QB needy team, like I don't know, the Bears would be a bad spot. Um, to I, me, I don't like the Colts. I don't I've, like the Colts. I've thought about this, um, and the Lions to me are one of the worst spots for a quarterback right now. Uh, oh, absolutely. And and the reason is not because, I mean, it's because of obviously the presence of Jared Goff. Goff has been successful. He's not great. So what's going to happen is any quarterback that gets put into that system could potentially cause a tremendous amount of turmoil on the entire offense of the, of the side of the ball. Uh, no matter, there's going to come a point where, where that team starts to stutter, right? Or, or maybe not. Maybe I'm just insane. But Jared Goff's not the long-term answer, but he's still working for now. And so I would like to see the only quarterback on this list that I think, and I'm, I hate to show my hands here, but Hendon Hooker, is the only quarterback on this list of guys we're going to talk about that I'd kind of like to see go to the Lions. Because all of the rest of them bring so much clout and so much, there's been so much buzz, so much offseason talk, that the first time there's a stutter with the Lions, the fans are going to start screaming. The locker room is going to start questioning things. And then the next thing you know, this Lions team that we've been really excited to watch, I think it's been like three years now, we've kind of been closet Lions fans. Like, we're watching a team come, come together here. It could, it could unravel if the Lions reach out and take one of these early quarterbacks. So for me, Stroud, Young, Richardson, all of them, worst case scenario would be the Lions. The only one that I think could be a best case scenario would be Hendon Hooker. And it's again, because he doesn't have the name value. He doesn't have the sizzle. And it's a, again, similar to the Titans where Hooker can eventually become the guy, maybe even halfway through the season, but he can do it naturally. He can do it organically. It's not gonna be forced. Uh, my worst spot's the Colts, just to give a logical reason, besides the fact that I don't like C.J. Stroud. I think the Colts are probably looking for somebody with a little more athletic tools, so like Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, who I think they probably will pick if he's there. I think those guys just bring a lot more what the Colts are going to be looking for with that offense. Man, we have a, we have a shot bet on the lines taking a quarterback. I've got to, I've got to stick with my guns. I like, I like the line sticking a quarterback. I'm not saying they won't take one. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying it would be bad for the player, for the rookie player, and probably for the organization short term, for them to take one of these three, three or four big guys that we're talking about here. For me, the the fall off comes at Hooker. Anything after, anything Hooker or later, I'm fine with it. Like I'm totally cool with that. I don't think it hurts them that bad. I think. You could spend a third-round pick. You could spend a late second-round pick. I don't know what they have back there, but you could do that on a developmental quarterback, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. 
The I'm, Lions have the 18th pick. That'd be a good spot for Hooker. There you go. But the, the problem is the Lions are too good on offense to sail the ship on golf. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, golf is playing so well right now, and you're going to bring in a rookie. It's like bringing in Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers right now for me. That's, that's how I feel about that. I, I don't see any scenario where the Lions are in the quarterback market in this draft. Too many holes. Too many holes on the defensive side of the ball. Vegas is expecting the Lions to nail the draft. Um, the favorite for coach of the year in 2023 is Dan Campbell. Betting odds right now in Vegas. I can see that. I think the team, you know, is just on the up and up, and they, they're expecting that to keep going. So like what you're saying, Tony, they don't need any interruptions with that. I, I still think they could take a quarterback without being disrupted, but not early. Not early. They, and, and, to, and to echo Corey, like they need defensive help. They need some offensive line help. They need some defensive help. They'd be fools not to take advantage of some of these players that are going to be available, we think will be available um, outside of the offense early in the draft. They need corner help bad, and there's a lot of good corners at the top of this draft. It'd be a no-brainer for the Lions to go corner. We did a lot on Stroud. We mentioned Hooker. Um, so let's go ahead and knock out a couple of these other uh, quarterbacks real quick. Cause we have been, I mean, I feel like we've been drowning in quarterback talk for the last several weeks. Let's knock out Bryce young real quick is the best spot for him going to be one of these top teams, the Panthers, the Texans. Uh, Bryce young and the Panthers, I think makes sense. Um, if Frank Wright can kind of rekindle his offensive magic, that's a great spot for him. A little bite-sized Mahomes. The guy's a playmaker. I don't know that Bryce Young would not be – like, I don't think there's a spot that makes Bryce Young unsuccessful. Like, he's, I think he's that good of a talent. Um, I think the offense, the Colts runs – like, the Colts would probably take Bryce Young if somehow he got to him over everybody else, but that's probably not an option. But Panthers, that's going to be a good fit for him. I can already see him in a Panthers uniform. I think it makes sense. Um, I like the Panthers. It's a good spot for him. Yeah, I mean, it's a good spot for the for the team to take Bryce Young, but is it a good spot for Bryce Young? Which is That's the question. That's myself. the question. That's the question that we should be asking. And they traded away their best wide receiver to get to that position. So who uh, who's his first and second option there? Oh, if we're just talking about that, let's, the Buccaneers. Slap him in the Buccaneers offense. <laughs> yeah, the Buccaneers, put him on the Chiefs. Buccaneers get him at 19. Let's go, baby. Yeah, put him on the Bengals. The Bengals, I think, are the best spot for CJ uh, Stroud also. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. This is out of control. This has gotten out of control. Uh, I think the Panthers won't be making a bad decision by taking Bryce Young but I don't expect Bryce Young to just come in and have, you know, great stats and lead the team to, and don't forget the Panthers, they traded away Christian McCaffrey last year and they, it's funny, ironically almost turned into a better team and were soaring. And if they would have beat Tampa at the end of the year, they would have made the playoffs, which is crazy. They had no business being there. So they, I mean, they're right on the brink of having a, a good enough roster. They they need some pieces, though, and they need to surround Bryce Young with good talent to throw to, and I think that's what they'll address. Um, they'll need to take a look at the offensive line. That's what every team does when they take a quarterback, uh, uh, you know, of the future is what they're hoping. So they'll take, they'll take him, they'll look at the offensive line, assess their needs there, and then they'll take some skill position. They'll, they'll have to. They've got the picks to do that. They gave up a lot for that first pick, but they still have a second, a third, two fourths, and a fifth this year. So they've yeah, got six eight. picks in the first five rounds, which is, I mean, there's, eight, you know, probably half of those aren't going to work out, but you've got enough ammo there to get some really good prospects. Yeah, you can get really good, good, really good talent in the fifth round if, if you got a, if you have a plan for them. Yeah, I don't think it's, I think it's hard to see Bryce Young anywhere else. Maybe the Panthers are doing something crazy. It would be really fucking crazy for them to pick anybody but Bryce Young at this point. Excuse me. And so it's hard for me to say there's going to be a better spot for him. Clearly, they're invested in whatever player they're going to take. Uh, 
it's a clear path to a starter role with pretty much no interruptions at all. I agree with you. I'm worried about the offensive weapons for Carolina. We would say that about any of these quarterbacks, though. They're going to take a quarterback. So for me, I, I kind of agree with Corey. Um, you put a kid in that situation, and even if it's a bad performance, it doesn't hurt him, right? Like, we kind of don't expect a whole lot this year. So, uh, yep. yeah, let's throw him in there. I think that, that probably is the best spot. The worst spot, I, again, like Corey said, I don't think there is a worst spot. The only worst spot would be someplace like the Jets or, like, the Bengals or, like, I'm trying to think of some other place where it's impossible for him to get starting role. Like, I'm making shit yeah. up here. Yeah, the only thing I'd throw in there is let's say, you know, the Panthers surprise us. They take Anthony Richardson. Texans take Bryce Young at two. I mean, Texans might have one of the worst rosters in the league. Um, so that could be a tough place to get kick-started. I want to look at their picks real quick, if I can. The Texans they have, have a lot of picks. As well. yeah. They have one and 12. In yeah. a lot of ways, yeah. and they have 33 also. In a lot of ways, I think the Texans are a better landing spot for a quarterback right now than the Panthers are. Uh, well, yeah, because yeah. you could draft your guy and then draft his, you know, number one piece. They they could grow together, and then with thirty three, there could be another guy there. I mean, exactly, you could completely change the whole team. That's exactly on one right. side of the ball. Yep, and then yeah, I guess the the difference for me is the Panthers are pretty decent on the defensive side of the ball. So the Panthers, if they just focus on the offensive side of the ball, um, they could help out a lot. Where the Texans really need to dabble on both sides of the ball to get that team complete. Yeah. So I'm trying to find a way to shortcut the quarterback talk because we're going to keep saying the same things without completely blowing past it. So let's throw Bryce Young and the Panthers. Um, I guess Levis and Richardson, those are quarterbacks that we should have a conversation about. Of, of the two, um, I like I like Levis to the Colts better. Daniel, you had said you liked Stroud to the Colts. I prefer Levis over the two at this point. And looking at play style, I prefer Levis to Indianapolis. I think that fits the mold better. Um, I guess, what are your thoughts? Would you? What's a better spot for Levis than Indianapolis? The only thing I could think is if, if Levis takes a slide in the draft, I think there's been a lot of rumors that he's going to go high. I think there's rumors that he's going to go low. Like Washington could be a good spot. They're sitting at 16 if he takes a slide because Washington, you know, they've drafted like Sam Howell but he was a third round pick. If they can get their hands on Will Levis, that's a great place for him to start. Um, I Terry like McCorn, the Raiders. I, I don't hate it, but that you just signed Jimmy Garoppolo. Does Garoppolo want to be, does, does he want that situation again? Like I think the Trey Lance make, situation. I think it would make whoever they draft better having to compete with Jimmy and maybe sitting for a few games and, He'll probably eventually come in, but you've got just so much talent around you. Um, yeah, but it would not be a bad spot at all. The offensive line isn't terrible. You've got top three wide receiver in the league. Um, good running back room. I, I wouldn't think it'd be a bad spot at all. Just seems like bad timing with signing signing Jimmy G for me. It happens every year, you know. They, they, a team signs a bridge quarterback in the. Um, you know, in the free agency and everyone, all the media flips out and is like the new improved offense. And they show pictures with them on there and then come draft time. Like, oh, see ya. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. It's possible. So we're saying Levis, good landing spots. Let's just say good landing spots, not best, because otherwise we end up talking in circles. Good landing spots for Levis are Indianapolis. We like the Raiders, which I don't disagree that actually opened my eyes up. If, if if Stroud were to fall, I feel like the Raiders would grab Stroud. Like that describes the situation I was saying, you know, for Stroud better. You, you found a better team for me than the Titans. Um, that would be interesting. Be very interesting. Um, and then, Corey, you said the commanders would be cool too. So for the, Levis, yeah. Yeah, for Levis. Now, Richardson, this one's interesting. Is there a place, is there a worse place for Richardson? Because I feel like he's a player. No, we can do best place. We can do best yeah, place. I mean, not him. a lot of offenses are built to have yeah. a guy like Richardson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're looking at teams like the Patriots and, you know, uh, teams like that that are just not built for, like, changing their entire offense for a guy like that. I mean, right off, I mean, the Colts would be a great landing spot for him. They, the Colts value the the tools. Uh, they've got Shane Steichen, who 
did a great job with Jalen Hurts and getting him prepared and made him a star. And Anthony Richardson's got even more than Jalen Hurts does as far as tools go. So I think for me, Anthony Richardson is the best fit for the Colts for me personally, just because I think they're going to like his tools. I think Shane Steichen will have a plan for him. I think right out of the gate, he may not be throwing a bunch of passes, but he can be effective in the run game, which is going to open up the passing game. So, and he may not start right off, you know, week one, but at some point during the season, he's going to overtake Gardner Minshew and, and play football as a starter. And uh, I, I don't know really a better spot. Um, I'd, I'd probably just have to dig in a little bit deeper and look at these offenses. Like the Eagles would make sense, but they don't need a quarterback. So you got to find one of these offenses that values that athleticism. I've said it from day one, the very, the very best spot for Anthony Richardson. And it, the Ravens. Well, sure. Um, <laughs> so that would be, honestly, I think the Ravens are my number two spot okay. for him. My very best spot for him is the Seattle Seahawks. Really? I was thinking it. I feel it. It feels right. You, you, sit, you sit behind Geno for a year. Not for a year. For eight games. Sure. I mean, you beat you beat Gino for a little bit. You beat Gino, Gino out by the end of the year. Maybe Gino played. So if Gino keeps up what he was doing last year, he's starting all year, baby. He he did well and he got paid. Whatever. He got rewarded. So you, you have you have Anthony Richardson with his arm capability, and you're looking at DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett on both sides of the ball. That offense, and with Kenneth Walker behind you, that offense turns absolutely potent with Anthony Richardson, if he is ready. But that's the variable. I think a team that drafts him ready to start him day one might be a slight mistake because he's got some work to do. But if you just re-signed a guy like Geno, a veteran, someone he can learn behind a little bit of the season or most of the season, if not one season, and then he could just take over and roll from there. I, I don't hate the Seahawks. But unfortunately, the Seahawks aren't drafting quarterbacks. So, Well... We'll see. We will see. <laughs> I think that is a perfect spot. It's a good spot. Perfect. Fortunately, they're not in the QB market. Um, <laughs> moving on to Hendon Hooker. Last of the quarterbacks. Um, where did I say I thought my favorite spot for him was? At like a. Gosh, said Lions, maybe at like Lions. 18. I, I didn't. I guess I shouldn't have said that's the best spot for him. I'm saying if they take a quarterback, that's the best scenario for the for everybody. Um, but I guess any any team in the back half of the first round, honestly, we're going to see some of these guys go in the second round. Um, I'm looking at fuck Houston sitting there at 33. They got the second pick of the second round. Jesus, how would how fast things could change with Houston? Houston's on the move. Like they are fixing the Bill O'Brien fuck-ups fast. Uh, so watch out for the Houston Texans. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, but I look down here at the Rams. Early second round Rams. pick. Good spot. Early second round pick. Great spot. That's where I'm going to say. Best opportunity. The, the Well, fuck. They've just got that Rams team's a shell. It's just Cooper Cup and broken Matthew Stafford at this point. Uh, I'll keep looking. I'll keep looking. Um, gosh, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> the Vikings... The, the Vikings. The Vikings. Were my spot. There we go. The Vikings. Vikings you, you said spot. it, but those, that was my spot. That makes sense. I think Kirk Cousins is is in the twilight of his career, and you know they they are in the wide receiver market. So we could easily see the Vikings make a splash trade for DeAndre Hopkins, and then take Hendon Hooker, and you're sitting there coming in to two lead receivers and. I, I kind of expect Dalvin Cook to be treated tomorrow or tonight uh, for whoever's listening to the show. <clears throat> but uh, if they don't, I just, I mean, that's just such a good spot for Hendon Hooker to take over a year or so from now. Because obviously Kirk is very serviceable. But uh, I love the Vikings. He reminds me so much of Teddy Bridgewater for some reason. Like, But the Vikings, yeah, yeah. But the Vikings had Bridgewater when he was like athletic before he blew out his knee. But, yeah. like, the, the less athletic Teddy Bridgewater, like, that's what Hooker reminds me of so much. Uh, another team, I don't know, the Buccaneers. I just brought them up again. I mean, they've got Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. 
Although I do like that Mayfield Trask. Like, let's see, let's see if Trask can maybe make a splash and beat out Mayfield. Um, actually, if I were the Bucks, I'd probably just let that happen. I'm gonna stick with the Vikings. <laughs> I want to. Uh, I want to. I want to see Mayfield and Trask. I want to see them slug it out. You mean you want to see Trask win it out? Yeah. <laughs> I do too. That'd be cool. <laughs> wow. What did did the Rams not want Baker? That was like perfect spot for him. I don't think the Rams wanted Baker if they thought Matt Stafford was going to be healthy. That's the problem. But he's the perfect backup. Like you got to have a good backup, and Mayfield's as good as it gets. But if backup. Mayfield's not willing to sign a backup deal, knowing he's going to be a backup, I can see why that could be a clash. Conflicts of, you know, not conflicts of interest, but. He's going to be backing up Kyle Trash. <laughs> Do you guys see the Saints making a quarterback splash? No. I don't think they sign Carr as a bridge. I think they believe. No. I think Carr, like, he's always been on that line. Like, is he he good? Is he not? If if he could just win more games, if he, if he's just, just had one more game throughout his career, he'd be an elite quarterback. He just doesn't win games. You could probably say that for a lot of people. (laughs) Well, I, but he's productive. He's a gunslinger. He doesn't, like, I feel like he doesn't make a ton of mistakes, but he's just so borderline. Like, Maybe the Saints feel like they can get the best out of him, you know? I don't I don't think they sign him as a bridge. I don't think so. Either. I really I really want Atlanta to take an early quarterback. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I saw their name a couple of times and thought, yeah, it could be a good spot. That could be a good spot. I, I feel like Atlanta's one of these teams, I think similar to the Texans, that feel like they lack so much talent that they're probably gonna be in the top five picks next year, which gives them a chance at Caleb Williams or Drake May. And they feel like they can wait a year. Let's let's just build a roster and see who we can get our hands on next year. Okay, I'm moving off quarterback. We're done talking about quarterbacks. Bijan Robinson, first running back to be taken, hopefully. Although it could be Jameer Gibbs. Let's knock out the running back class real quick. Best spots for let's put them both in the same category for the sake of time because we already are starting to run long. Bijan and Gibbs. What are the best spots? What are the worst spots? I'll tell you right up front. Worst spot, New England Patriots. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. God. Good. I took the low-hanging fruit there. I think we're all on board there. Oh, my God. <laughs> the worst spot possible. Like, I would feel better about Bijan going to a place with an established running back one than going to the Patriots. Okay, like, good. Just awful spot. Good, good, good. Okay, other other terrible spots. Let's knock out some horrible spots. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm looking at the early second round. Pittsburgh, Houston, Colts. Uh, well, we've talked about Bijan and Jameer Gibbs being a totally different player. Like, if you have a bruiser back, like a bigger back that takes a lot of the first and second down carries, then you're more apt to draft Jameer Gibbs. But it's going to take an offense that, like, devotes – a lot of their offense to draft Bijan because he's just going to force carries. So you can't have a guy like Najee and then draft a guy like Bijan. It doesn't make sense. Okay. I've got it. I've got my, my best spot for Bijan. Are you ready? Okay. What is it? Hold on. I got to double check. Make sure I'm not saying something fucking stupid. Okay. This is kind of stupid. Dallas Cowboys. That's not stupid. Well, the reason it's stupid is I feel like there are a couple of teams ahead of them that have a very similar um, structure about them. The re- part He's of the reason, definitely not lasting at 26. That, that's part of why I think it's stupid is because it is the 26th pick. Uh, he is a running back. Those have been going a little bit later. <clears throat> Jonathan Taylor was a second round pick, right? Like we're seeing these guys that we know are bulletproof go in the early second, mid second round. Um, it, I don't know. Jonathan Taylor had a fumbling problem. He wasn't very bulletproof. He did have a fumbling problem. You're right. He wasn't. I saw an article. I hope Jonathan that, Taylor gets traded tomorrow, tonight. I uh, I saw an article that had a perfect um, title. It said, Bijan Robinson is a generational talent in the wrong generation. Correct. I think even though he's in the wrong generation, Bijan is going to get picked. And I love all three of these spots. At either eight, nine, or ten. Oh my god! I really. I was, do. I was looking at the Bears. 
Falcons, Bears, Eagles. I think the Eagles are, oh my gosh, I'd be drooling at the mouth anyone that could get Bijan on the Eagles. Wow. Okay. But the Bears have so much because Montgomery's not there anymore. Correct. And they're talking about Khalil Herbert. I mean, what's sad is the NFL, when they have guys like Khalil Herbert that they don't have first or second round capital money into, they're just so easy to just throw them aside. It doesn't make any sense because Khalil Herbert's a really good back and could like lead a team, but they're, it's just inevitable. We're talking about like James Robinson first onto the scene. He was a six round pick. Everybody loved him. He was like a shocking thing. And then they're like, Oh yeah, but he's a six round pick. <laughs> so we're going to draft a running back. <laughs> Why? <laughs> And it happens all the time. But I think the Falcons, them looking at Tyler Algier, and the Falcons have one of the best lines in the league. If Bijan gets on that team, I will be so excited yet discouraged because Desmond Ritter is also the quarterback. So so I, I've heard a lot of Bijan to the Falcons. I'm like, why, do they, why would they want to? They're so bad. Why would they want to build their franchise at the running back position? And then just now I was thinking about it. Well, they've got Drake London on the outside. You got Kyle Pitts. You had a running back in that mix. And if you still have a little bit of hope for Desmond Ritter, you're just, you're just like, I don't love this QB class. I want to give this guy another shot and find out what he really is. Give him B. John Robinson to really open up that offense. And there you go. And if it doesn't work out, your team's going to be bad enough to get a quarterback next year. So, yeah, I, I love the Falcons. I would even throw maybe the Raiders into that mix. I feel like Josh Jacobs has been dealing with some injury issues. I, You know, you could easily make that a competition. Um, I don't hate the Raiders either. I like – you've got that me sold a, on the Eagles. you got me sold on the Eagles. That's the best spot. We're not talking about who will. We're talking about best-case scenario. For the player, the Eagles are the best spot. Yep. There's a path. They're a winner. 100%. Bijan was talking to the media today, too, about how much he liked the Eagles. Ooh. Hey, Jameer Gibbs, put him on the Packers. Um, Aaron Jones, I think he's getting to that point where maybe we can start to see a little fall off. It's about that time for running backs. Jameer Gibbs is very similar to Aaron Jones. They're shifty players. I, I love that fit for Green Bay. Give uh, Jordan Love a weapon out of the backfield. Jameer Gibbs to the Packers. So the only hangup I have here is they got to take him at 15 or he falls down deep into the second. Is that real? Yeah, the Packers are at 13 now. 13. Yeah, they moved up. Okay, yeah. This is a so even higher. Yeah. But if you're telling me Robinson and Gibbs are going to be top 15 picks, that'd be pretty hard sell. Yeah. Hey, we're, hey we've seen crazy things happen. The, guys the Packers have 42. They he, do. Could, he could be there. He sure. could be there. Okay. But if, if they love the guy, they can take him at 13. A weapon's a weapon. And I, I like think he's Saints. he's more than just a workhorse. He's a weapon. I like the Saints. I think he he very, he very resembles Alvin Kamara. Um, and I, I think throwing him on that offense, and obviously Alvin Kamara is on his way out. Uh, you know, legal trouble, and he had a horrible year and can't carry the team, proved it, and he's obviously got some issues now. So um, I, I, love, I love the Saints. Um, honestly, just uh, with Joe Mixon being on the fence, I like, I like Jameer Gibbs in that 26, 27, 28, and then the Saints are at 29 and then the Eagles are at 30. <clears throat> so, and 31 are the Chiefs. So gosh, that, that six pick range right there, the Cowboys, the Bills for Jameer Gibbs, um, Bengals, Saints, Eagles, Chiefs. If the Eagles don't go running back early, Bijan's gone. I think Jameer Gibbs would be great for the Eagles at 30. And then the Chiefs, obviously, he'd be so dynamic of a weapon there. So Pacheco. can you pick one? If I had to pick one, it would probably be, well, outside of the Eagles because I've already picked him for Bijan. Okay. Um, I'd pick the Bills. Corey, if you had to pick one. Packers. And Daniel, you hit a nerve when you said Cincinnati. I would pick Cincinnati. Okay. Packers, Bills, Bengals, bing, bong, boom. Either one's a great fit for Jameer Gibbs. Worst is going to be obvious. I'm going to say the Patriots again. Like, these running backs, these guys are 
they're going to be productive yeah. right off the right off the rip unless they go to a, a really terrible situation. Uh, and then guys with multiple uh, players already, like the Lions. Um, people are talking about like the Seahawks to compliment Kenneth Walker and um, you know, the chargers to compliment Eckler. It's like, those are two similar players. I don't, I don't like it. Correct. I agree with that. I agree with that. We've got three players left. Quentin Johnson, Jackson Smith and Zigba and Michael Meyer. How do you guys want to tackle this? Let's try to get all three done in 10 to 15 minutes. Let's just do for a tight end and then for a wide receiver. Okay. For a tight end and a wide just, receiver. Just, yeah. Just in general. Yeah, that, that's fine. Uh, there's a lot of team. We'll start with Michael Mayer. It's not just a tight end. It's Michael Mayer. Like he's sure. a weapon. He's yeah. a weapon. Gener- yeah. Generational Jason Lynn. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of teams that are, are in the tight end market in this draft, which is really intriguing because we might see like three plus tight ends go in the first round, which is like crazy. Um, but the chargers I think would be my number one spot, um, for tight end. All they really have is Donald Parham and, um, they had Hunter Henry and they don't anymore. They haven't really had much of a tight end since Hunter Henry. And I think Justin Herbert, that would give him another little safety blanket there past Keenan Allen. Um, so I love the, I love the chargers, um, the Vikings with Irv Smith, everything's kind of been up in the air a little bit. The Cowboys lost Dalton Schultz. And so I think the Cowboys would be a great spot. They obviously need a tight end. Um, the Bengals need a tight end. So all those spots right in that range, I think, are just absolutely perfect for tight ends. This doesn't are we have... talking about Are we talking about Michael Mayer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not looking at the new second round pick for the Jets. Do they still have the 43rd pick after the Aaron Rodgers trade? Nope. Okay. Green Bay's. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to find a way to get him to, to the Jets. CJ Uzoma is... The they had 43, though. Okay. Yes, they had 42? No, no, 43. If I said okay, 42, sorry. it was an accident. Sorry, they have 43. Yeah. I, I, the Jets also have, what, the 15th pick? I, that's not going to happen. Uh, I think that's too early. They could, they could trade back. They were talking about trading back. They could, they could potentially trade back. Um, that's a spot that they could upgrade the tight end position. Get Aaron Rodgers another blocker, another weapon. Imagine, just imagine, like that sounds. <laughs> that to me sounds like that's incredible. Like we would be talking potentially about a tight end, a rookie tight end season that we haven't seen for a very, very long time. Uh, couple them up with Aaron Rodgers and that great defense. Uh, that would be fascinating to me. Outside of that, I agree with everything you said. Uh, the tight end position is just so versatile. Almost every team is better with a better tight end. Do you have? Uh, Corey, what are your thoughts? Uh, Michael Mayer. I, w- I was originally thinking the Bengals, but the Bills are right in front of them, and they need tight end help. So my like, I, I can see the Bills making that move just to keep them away from the Bengals and saying, "Yeah, we'll take them. We we could use the tight end, and the Bengals don't get them because we know we're going to be playing the Bengals in the AFC Championship this year." So, um. Yeah, give me Michael Mayer to the Bills as the best landing spot. Yeah, I actually like that, and I like the position of the pick, too. 27 makes sense for a tight end. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, we get hyped on these tight ends. We think they go higher, and sometimes they fall a little bit. They just don't uh, go is, real it, high, it, yeah. it, it is a decent class, you know, one to five. There's some talent there. Yeah, obviously, the top two are probably – separate a little bit, but I think these teams feel like they can get value later. If you want to talk about Dalton Kincaid, I love the Chiefs as a landing spot. I know they still have Kelsey, but he's getting old. Uh, But it'd be a terrific player for Dalton Kincaid to learn from. I know his biggest weakness is probably his size. I think think of him more as a wideout. So, you know, if Kelsey can mentor him, hell, they could put them both on the field. I love Kincaid to the Chiefs for the last pick of the night. Yeah, we might see two to three tight ends getting getting taken in the last 10 picks from how many teams are in that range that need tight end help. Worst spots. Do you want to do a worst spot for this, this spot? I think, I don't know. Nah. Yeah. I don't think we need to skip it. Yeah. Skip. Um, wide receiver. Ooh. Decent wide receiver class guys. I'm hearing there's going to be a run on. Wide I, don't, receivers. I don't like it. I hear there's going to be a run. I hear the opposite. Really? Yeah. 
I, d- I don't love this class overall. I don't either. Me, I, for me, Quinn Johnson's above everybody, but it, apparently NFL teams don't think that. So um, Packers could be a good landing spot for a wide receiver. Quentin Johnson could land there. If they want a new number one, a big guy like Devontae Adams, a guy who can make some plays after the catch, Quentin Johnson would be a great fit there. I like Green Bay. Green Bay needs weapons. Yeah, you start looking at the picks here starting at 12. So Houston constantly mocked wide receiver based on the projection of them taking a quarterback. And then you have Green Bay, which is what Corey just said. I agree. Patriots, they always need wide receiver help. They're the worst team in the entire league at drafting wide receivers, like not even close. Um, the Jets to get Aaron Rodgers some help at 15 and then commanders at 16 to get a little bit more help there. Um, and then 17 Pittsburgh, they, they could use some help. They traded away Claypool. They really only have Deontay Johnson. Um, and then the lions just fell into needing wide receiver help with the suspension of Jamison Williams yeah, for another six true. games. That's true. Um, the Buccaneers, you know, they could be looking, they could be looking at Mike Evans and thinking, you know, this is time. So, 12 through 19, I think we're going to see if, if the wide receiver run happens, it's going to happen right there. Um, I think there there are three to four teams there that could really, really use wide receiver help. And we may see like back-to-back wide receivers or some crazy wide receiver trades like we did this past year. If, if Smith and Jigba is on the board at 14 with the Patriots, I think that's a fantastic fit because yeah, they don't take he's, them. He's, I don't think they take them. And they may not, but just as far as fit goes, I mean, Bill Belichick likes a guy that just shows up, does his job. Like, and Jig was not fast. He's a four four eight guy, I believe, if I'm remembering that right. So he's not got like superstar speed. But if you want, if you want him, because Bill, Bill Belichick's a job guy. I need you to go do this job at the wide receiver position. I don't know if there's anybody better than that in this draft than Smith and Jigba. If you ask him to go do this job, he's gonna be able to do it. And I think Bill Belichick will love that. Yep, I agree, mm-hmm. and it's very unfortunate because then he'll just go there and rot. Yeah, because <laughs> I think I think Mac Jones sucks. We love Mac Jones. He's a nice guy, and he gwitties. Yeah, I think he's that team is going nowhere as long as he is quarterback. Man, and and the problem with twelve through nineteen, it's kind of a void. I don't think the Jets are interested. I don't think they need a, tr- a wide receiver. I think they're more apt to reach up, take a guy like Michael Mayer sure. than the wide receiver. Trade back. Or trade, yeah, yep. trade back. They um, need to trade back. Acquire more assets, yep. trade back. So outside of that, you're looking at some pretty poor quarterback play. You'll have a rookie in Houston, or you won't, and that's even worse. Right. <laughs> you'll have Mac Jones. Basically a rookie in, the, in Green Bay. You'll have a rookie in Green Bay. What the fuck's going on in Washington? Is it Jacoby? Nobody knows. Yeah, nobody it's just knows. The same old dumpster fire. Nobody knows. <clears throat> so I guess I could have. We could have put pick it. one of these yeah. quarterbacks could go to easily go to the Commanders. Hooker might go at sixteen to the Commanders. Don't be shocked. Who? Uh, Hooker. Hendon. Yeah. No. I mean, don't be surprised. Uh, I, Pittsburgh. The I think about it, though, I think the Lions in in those spots right there. Assuming the Jets straight out because they should. You're talking about the Texans, Packers, Patriots, Commanders, Steelers, Lions, Bucks. I think the Lions are the best spot out of that. Of, of that block, I think the Lions are the best spot. And that's really? not even that's a great the, spot. That's the wide receiver need block. But it's not even that great of a spot. It's a temporary it's, need. No, it's not. But you still have Jared Goff. If you're going to have a bridge, it's, wouldn't it's you be only, on a good team with Jared Goff? God, we love talking about the Lions, don't we? It's only six games for Jameson. He'll be, he'll be back. He'll be back. That's my Melissa, point. That's what I'm saying. Have you your golf jersey yet? No, I need to. Will you guys buy one? My birthday is coming up May 31st. Will you guys buy me May one? May 31st. May 13th. Right, well, I'm sorry. I'm oh, just like. God. Yeah, okay. May, May 13th. The uh, Vikings. Mother's Day. I'll say the Vikings. Uh, Mother's Day is the day after. Yeah, that was a big issue with me growing up. Yep. Sometimes they line up on the same day and I'd get fucked. <laughs> are, you, are you sure? Yeah, okay, I think yeah, it's right. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. All right, um, Lions, Jalen Carter falls to the Lions at six. And you got Aiden Hutchinson, Jalen Carter. One of these really good corners falls to 18, which is not unreasonable. They can draft an elite corner. That is the perfect draft for the Lions. 
Jalen Carter, and then a corner at 18. Yeah, they need all the defense defensive help they can get. Even though they – yeah, they just traded away Jeffrey Okuda, so they're definitely going to take a corner. Two firsts, two seconds, a third. Yeah, they're they're in the corner market. You you could pencil in at 18 a corner for the Lions. Just pencil it in. You calling that? You calling the shot? Well, I'm not gonna. That's a stupid one, but it's not like that they, stupid. they don't. They don't have a corner. <laughs> so you're sure of it? I'm not saying. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure saying that they will. I'm not try saying take a shot a bet. I'm not saying make draft. a shot bet. I'm saying you're calling your shot right here. They're taking a corner. Oh yeah, and if they <laughs> trade out of six, would they trade back from six and have like two, like we say, fourteen and eighteen? They're taking a corner. Hey, how about we're gonna make a, we're gonna get a shot bet done here, Daniel? Will you, would you make a shot bet with Tony that the the Lions will take a corner in the first round? No, we're not doing that. We're not making a I'll shot bet that. happen. No, nope. are you sure? Nope. I already have two shot bets with Corey on the Lions taking a quarterback. Not doing it, and I lost my shot bet. I made a shot bet Do with Corey. Do we seriously not have any draft shot bets tonight? We don't have any. We don't have any. What are what are our shot bets that are going on tomorrow, tonight? So, me and you have one. Lions draft a quarterback in the first or second round. Okay. You gave me the first or second. You obviously said no. I said yes. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a Packer in 2023. That's Tony. I lost. Tony lost. That one settled. <laughs> well, they, this thing, you know, uh, they could trade him back. <laughs> and then I have, yeah, Seattle or Detroit takes a quarterback at five or six. I have yes, Corey has no. In the fifth or sixth Stroud. round? No, fifth or sixth pick. They have five, six, and I'm saying they're going to take a quarterback. Oh, one okay, okay. You're going to lose that. If Seattle trades up, like, if Seattle trades up, I'll still give it to you, like, Let's just say six and up. Okay. Okay. But if Detroit takes a quarterback right there, then I win both of those shot bets. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And then also, one that I'm going to lose now, um, CJ Stroud draft position over under three and a half. Ooh. Oh. I should have taken four because I should have put the Colts in there because I think he's actually going to go with four. You're going to rack up three shots tomorrow, tonight. <laughs> tomorrow tonight. I'm trying to coach tomorrow someone tonight. into taking another one. You're going to rack them up. Anything, huh? I'm not falling for it. I didn't think we had enough to- hot takes throughout the throughout the pod. We didn't have a lot of hot takes, guys. But I don't think that this draft is really, I mean. I think it's going to be it, wild. It's, it's going to be a wild. Have mentioned anybody that we're all three going to be together no. in the draft? This is the first time ever. That's exciting stuff. Yeah, it, it is, is exciting. We will all three be in the same room, so we won't have to have our phones blowing up in our group chat because we'll be there. Love it. Let's go, right. baby. Let's well, go, baby. It's one of the most exciting days in the NFL. All right, I've got – all right, I just want to hear what you guys think. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got two futures bets. Remember when we were talking about Levis to one a couple months ago, Daniel? Yeah. And then there's some whispers on Reddit this week that he's telling people that he's going number one overall. So he came out today and said, don't believe everything you hear. Yeah, well, Levis did? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I've got that. And then I just, I got a whim. There was this one article I read about... If Frank Reich had his choice, he'd pick Anthony Richardson to be his quarterback. So I bet Ooh. Anthony Richardson to go number one overall. Do you guys think there is a chance that Bryce Young is not the number one pick tomorrow night? Of course, there's, I mean, there's a always a chance. I would say I'd put it around like less than ten percent. Wow. Oh well, ten percent's a big number. I don't know. I, don't I know. think it's higher I, than. I that. wanted to say ten. I think it's higher than that. The reason I think it's higher that than they that. don't take him. Yeah, uh, and. Okay. It's it's just, you know, looks like a duck, sounds like a duck's waddling, kind of funny, bro. They haven't like the first first overall pick. We've kind of known who they were the last several years in the row. It's been clear. Know. It's been clear. I don't know. It's been we obvious. Haven't really. I feel like we have. 
It wasn't like the old days to where number one and two picks were already under contract before the NFL draft started. Let me let me ask. Well, they can't do that anymore. But let I me know, ask but you that this. was so awful. Let me ask you this: If Levis was telling people that he was told he was going number one to the Panthers, and you were interviewed and asked about it, would you say, "Yeah, I was told that," or would you just say, "Yeah, don't believe what you hear"? <laughs> The team's probably like, all right, you got to keep your mouth shut. The NFL doesn't want us saying who our pick is. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's not him saying it's not going to happen. He's just saying, sure. don't believe everything you hear. Yeah, I get you. That's good advice. It's actually really good advice. See, that's what hey, I'm looking for in a quarterback. For you, that's, see, that's the difference between Levis and Stroud. Levis, Levis the games, gave us you know. real advice. He gave a real fucking answer. Don't believe everything you hear. Stroud, on there the is. other hand, he's like, hey, I'm not a very good test taker, and uh, I'm, I don't have to prove anything to anybody, especially not those two 32 motherfuckers. Everything that comes out of Stroud's mouth is straight from his agent. I swear to God. No. Stroud everything. is too stupid to listen to his agent. That's what I'm trying to say. No, it's like, no, I'm saying like his agent's like, you say you're a playmaker, and you say you're, you're smart, and you say that you're a Wida, and that's, those are the things you say. And then if you say it, they'll believe you. And he's this like, agent I'm sounds like a genius. I'm a Wida. The agent and everybody's like, if you read so much, how did you score so badly on that test? Get it? Get a joke? Uh, how, how far is CJ South dropping, Daniel? He's not. He's dropped into thir- 23 Minnesota Vikings. No. God. <laughs> oh, my God. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Daniel, is uh, CJ Stroud still your number one quarterback? Yeah. Oh. I I don't think he slides Um, out of the top ten. 